in the first video on evolutionary purpose, I talked about the fact that evolutionary purpose is more than simply, you know, having defined a clear sense of purpose, right? Um, but now in this video, I'll actually talk simply about that, right? This having a clear sense of purpose, right? Because that is still tremendously helpful. It is still absolutely necessary for the evolutionary purpose to come to life, to be able to continuously listen and sense and respond. Um, now, most organizations today that define a purpose um, do it, I believe, for the wrong reasons, right? Um, they do it um, either simply because it's a fashion, like, yeah, we should have a purpose, um, that we, we need something for our annual report and we need something to put on our website, um, right? So they see it mostly as a, as a marketing device, or maybe they see it as a way to sort of, um, you know, manipulate employees to be more motivated. Oh, let's dangle sort of a noble purpose on what we do um, and, you know, in front of what we do. And, and so in that way, well, you know, hopefully people will be, be motivated. Um, it's not just about money and market share. Um, now, from a Teal perspective, um, you know, what we're talking about here is is not simply sort of having something that looks good from a marketing perspective or to motivate employees, but we're simply recognizing um, that the organization serves to manifest something important in the world, right? To bring more truth or good or beauty into the world, right? That we're simply a vessel to help something uh, to manifest that that is wanting to manifest through us. Um, and, and so, yes, it's simply a recognition of that reality and trying to put words on that reality. Um, and, and the reason, or one thing that happens when you do that um, and when you are able to listen on a continuous basis to that purpose is that things unfold so much more easily, right? Um, there's just a, a path of ease, almost of grace, that can happen. I, um, once read an article that I found absolutely mind-blowing um, by a woman called um, Romy Gerhardt. Um, and she uses um, systemic constellations, um, which is a, a particular technique which you can look up, um, uh, to help in organizations. And in this article, she tells this incredible story of... Um, a family that owns a, a hotel um, in um, at the border of, of Italy and Austria, and um, they have a plan to build a, a, a new and bigger and really high-end spa hotels in the mountains. Just this you know, sort of beautiful, beautiful hotel, and they've been working at it for six or seven years, and they still haven't started construction because this process has just been incredibly difficult and painful. And Romy helps this, it's, it's a family, um, to, to look at this project through constellation work, which is a way to sort of listen, feel intuitively in your body what the right answer is. And by doing a constellation, they realized, let's ditch the existing project and let, let's start completely from scratch, as if we'd done nothing. And so they start again from scratch, right? You know, Who's the architect that we're going to hire? And then they have to make plans, and then they have to get, you know, approval, the permits to construct these things, and then they have to decide, you know, who they will hire for the construction. 
And then there's like millions of decisions that need to be to be taken, um, you know, from a marketing perspective for that hotel and pricing and how we're going to name the rooms and all sorts of things. And for every major decision, um, next to using sort of the rational mind of you know this, you know, making analysis and this feels like the right decision, they've also used um, systemic constellation to try to listen to sort of the purposes of this this project. Um, and then what happened was just incredible ease. So between the time they restarted and the time the first guest moved in, it was less than one and a half years. I mean, just mind-blowingly fast. Everything just unfolded um, with enormous ease and grace um, because they were able, um, in this case, through you know, using systemic constellation to consistently listen you know, to sort of intuitive answers of what is needed in this moment? You know, what does the evolutionary purpose invite us to do? Um, and so I feel we're only scratching the surface of really understanding the power of listening to purpose, right? And so, so that's one of the reasons we want to have a clear purpose because it, it helps us on a continuous basis listen to it and then things unfold incredibly easily. Um, um, another reason why it it's, might be very helpful to have a lot of clarity around that purpose is if you're moving towards self-management, is that creates a lot of alignment. You no longer need hierarchy to look at all the different initiatives and say, yes, no, this doesn't work together and create alignment. You know, the clarity of the shared purpose creates that, creates that alignment. Um, now let me also talk about purpose statements, right? Actually writing down the purpose in the statement. Um, I found it interesting that that Bjurtzorg, um, has never felt the urge to actually write it down in a statement, right? And just to make sure that this was still the case, I, I just looked up their website um, in the Netherlands, and there's still no purpose statement. And yet, you know, Bjurtzorg is an incredibly uh, sort of purpose-driven organization, and that is constantly listening to, hey, what is called now, and how should I you know, how should we adapt to what our purpose demands from us? Um, so the purpose there is really alive through stories and conversations. And so it's a question for you, um, you know, do we actually need to put it down on paper? Um, do we actually need to put it down in the form of one sentence? Um, if I'm thinking very personally, like it, it feels to me that the book I've written, Reinventing Organizations, everything that's happened since, but I was really listening to a sense of purpose. Like, I don't know why, but at some point I just knew I needed to research this and I needed to write this book. Um, and, and I've never felt the urge to write down a purpose statement for me in my life, you know, or a purpose statement for reinventing organization and the whole sort of ecosystem that has been born around it. Um, so, you know, it's a good question to ask, do we need such a statement? Um, if you feel that you do, if you if you feel that it would be helpful to write it down, then then I, I would just really urge you to be careful that in the way that you write it, um, it doesn't become lifeless. It doesn't lose its energy in its life, which often happens when you try to you know pin it down in a short sentence. Um, and I don't know what the answer is, but maybe it is you know writing it as a paragraph and writing it with rich. Uh, evocative language rather than sort of like you know the, the shortest dry statement that you can make um, you know maybe there's a drawing that is part of it 
um, because a drawing just evokes so much more. Maybe there's a video. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I would, uh, you know, invite you to really, truly think about that. Um, and then, you know, if you have clarity about what you feel is the purpose of the organization, at least for now, because you will continuously listen to it and it might change. But if you have a sense of what it is for now, it can be really interesting for um, various teams in the organizations to then think about that purpose and think about what is our own unique contribution to that purpose. So that's a, that people rediscuss, maybe write in a sentence, but maybe they don't need it. But through stories, you know, write like, what is our unique contribution to that purpose? Because that then gives a lot of sense of alignment for the team and allows that team then to continuously listen um, you know, sort of sense and respond to, hey, yeah, you know, does that contribution still feel right? What does our contribution towards this broader purpose demand from us now? Perhaps you've noticed there is no paywall, no monthly membership to access this video series. That's because the videos live in the gift economy. This is how it works. I gift everything that goes into making the videos, my time, energy, and insights, and you get to choose what feels right to gift back. Please take a moment to reflect on what would feel good to give in return to help me continue doing this work. Thank you.